Hi, it's Margot Kingston here, and today I'm going to interview Karen Phelps. As most of you know, one of my very favourite politicians. It was one of the most amazing joyous nights of my life being at her um, election party on election night, facing a much tougher task this time. So here's my interview with Karen Phelps. Hello, hello, Karen. Hi, Margot. Hello, Karen. How are you? Good, thanks, Margot. I don't think um, you need to be introduced, so I'll get straight into it. First of all, give me the top three reasons by why you beat Sharma on October 20 last year. I think the top three reasons are very, very clear. The first one was that Malcolm Turnbull was a popular local member. He was the Prime Minister and mm -hmm. he was unceremoniously dumped without any good reason. We still don't have a reason why that happened. And the people of Wentworth reacted accordingly. They were angry. They were frustrated that it was yet another mm -hmm. change of leadership and people wanted stability and they saw that they were not going to get it. And, uh, and so there was a re definitely a reaction to that. The second thing is that there was an enormous frustration in the community about the lack of action on climate change. Now, this uh, was not a sleeper issue. This was a, an issue that people were really very activated about in the community. But one of the things mm -hmm. that, that came to the fore during the campaign was the number of people who felt very strongly about it, but they were able to express their frustration with the lack of government policy and policy paralysis over the previous decade. So it wasn't just about the Liberal Party, it was also about Labor in power didn't do what it could have done to eliminate uh, some of the uh, effects of climate change through government policy. And then the third thing was that people were uh, disgusted with Australia's treatment of offshore detention, uh, people seeking asylum in offshore detention, and, uh, and they just wanted to find a way clear of that. And of course, as part of that, the knowledge that there were the children, over 100 children who had been detained on Nauru, some of them for their whole lives, but for five or more years, people wanted some action on that too. And the government were seen to be just digging their heels in and obstructing what most people would consider to be reasonable, humane treatment of people seeking asylum who are under Australia's care. So if it was top three, those would be the top three issues that I could talk about uh, as being absolutely critical to the outcome of the by-election in Wentworth on 20th of October. Right. So you uh, scraped in. He, he got a pretty high primary, big swing, but he, he got 43%. You got 29% and came in on amazing preferences. Of your top three, my sort of concern is that in a by-election context, maybe enough libs will get in the election. And the other question I have is, has that anger with... Malcolm's assassination gone down. In other words, what position do you see yourself in coming in? Because my feeling is you're probably an underdog at this stage. I don't agree with you. Uh, I think you need to look to the no, recent state <laughs> election. <laughs> I think you need to look to the okay. recent New South Wales state election for some guidance here, and that there was a consistent swing to progressive candidates. Uh, across all three state seats that cr cross over the, the boundaries of Wentworth. Um, in Coogee, Labor won from the Liberals. It was the one seat that Labor picked up. In uh, Sydney, Alex Turnbull had a swing of between 5 and 6% to him as an independent. And Gabriel Upton had a swing mm -hmm. of between 5 and 6% against her in Vaucluse. And so that's a pretty consistent swing across the electorate that, um, that Wentworth uh, inter in intersects with. 
And, uh, and, and the other thing is that 45% of Coogee voters said that one of their uh, top uh, issues uh, that influenced their vote was inaction on climate change. And, uh, and that is still something that is, is top of mind for people in Wentworth. Uh, this budget does nothing to change that impression. And, uh, and I think if people are looking to climate change, they need to look for an advocate for the environment. And that's me. Okay, so two questions for me flow from that. I thought that um, John Hewson was a, a really influential supporter of yours at the by-election. He's a former member and he was so strong on climate change and you actually adopted his um, pretty far-reaching climate change policy. Is he prepared to uh, do the hard yards for you again at the election? Well, John Hewson attended uh, a forum where I, I have a series of forums in the community called In Conversation with Dr. Karen, and mm -hmm. we've had uh, one of these every few weeks, and I invite experts in various fields to come and, uh, and, and talk to and talk with members of the community to share their expertise, and we listen to the questions of the community, and they have the opportunity to have uh, experts answer them and it gives me also an opportunity to let people know what my policies are and for me to hear what that, their concerns are and now this was a very well attended forum uh, i had uh, john hewson and tim mm. buckley came along and uh, they gave presentations about uh, energy and environmental and climate change policy and uh, and and i was very appreciative of that support from john hewson and he continues to advise me uh, about these very important Great. issues to the electorate. Okay, my follow-up is the, the strength of your candidate. Um, in the in the by-election, he didn't even live in the electorate. He's now moved. In the by-election, he said there's no dramas with our climate change policy, and now he seems to have become almost an unofficial spokesperson for we need to do more. Um, he's also adopted the um, the label of modern liberal, which seems to be a way of saying. I'm different from the, the Neanderthal liberals that, that run us. So he's obviously changed a lot to try and, and take you on where you're strongest. Um, how do you read that and how are you going to combat it? Well, you'd have to be a bit cynical, wouldn't you? I mean, for somebody at the by-election... <laughs> nah, <to> say, <laughs> not me. <laughs> you'd have to, at the by-election, he said, you know, the government's doing enough. And then because it suits his political purpose, you've got the candidate saying, oh, I'm going to be the great new visionary. Now, if Malcolm Turnbull as prime minister could not have an impact on climate change policy uh, with uh, the reactionary right in the Liberal Party, what hope does, uh, you know, a potential uh, Liberal backbencher or, you know, a bit, and particularly somebody who's likely to be on the opposition benches going to have on, uh, on climate policy? I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's really a bit ridiculous, to be honest. And, and does, does he think people have no memories or, or can't actually Google up what he said before? It's pretty simple. Leopards mm. don't change their spots, you know. So, you know, they, they should be uh, very careful about changing policy just to appeal to an electorate. You know, if you actually believe in this, then believe in it. But don't say one mm. thing in October because you think it's mm. going to satisfy your political masters and then say something else in, uh, in February or March because it didn't play well with your electorate. You either believe it or you don't. And mm. people are looking for authenticity. And authenticity means yep. if you have a belief, then you state the belief and, you know, then the, the, the electorate or you reflect the, you know, the, if he's reflecting the views of his party, which he's inclined, he, he would have to do, 
it would mean that he he votes with them on uh, on issues of climate policy. And if he doesn't agree with them, is he honestly going to cross the floor? I doubt it. No, no, because he's going to want to go straight into the opposition. Oh, the if they win the, the front bench, and if they lose the um, the shadow shadow ministry, isn't he? That's his trajectory. So he's not well, he's not going to speak out. Yeah, you know, I'm sure a lot of people who are standing for for parliament would have that on their wish list. Uh, but you know, one of one of the problems is that you know if he wants to do that, he is going to have to toe the party line. And as I said, if if yeah. Malcolm Turnbull as prime minister couldn't have an impact on climate change policy, there's no way that uh, that a, a new kid on the block is going to be able to have that kind of impact. And the other thing is that you know if you you make a comment about you know oh I can become a local in five minutes, I mean people are smarter than that. They yep. know that you can't you can't just be a local and be across you know the the issues mm. and the sentiment and the the values of an electorate just because you move in mm. you know six months later you know if he doesn't win is he going to move out again? Another thing that strikes me that that's going to be different this time, Karen, is that that last time um, Wentworth was the focus of the nation. There was enormous media, there was enormous buzz, there was a million bucks put in by the, the Sharma supporters. Um, you ran a, a pop-up campaign that, that really relied on, on the media interest. This time, the media has sort of gone over the harbour to, uh, to Zali Segal trying to, uh, to beat Tony Abbott. So it's going to be a different campaign, isn't it, for you? Yeah, look, it is. And I'm, I'm doing a lot of uh, local work in the electorate. I mean, I'm out and about every yeah. day uh, visiting people. We're engaging with... Uh, schools and community groups. I mean, one of the pieces of unfinished business that we picked up from um, from Malcolm Turnbull's office was that, that they hadn't assessed the, the Stronger Communities grants. And uh, so we had the opportunity mm -hmm. to put together uh, a, a group to assess uh, community projects. And then, I'll, you know, I've been going around and visiting those projects, the ones that uh, were successful in achieving grants. And they're things as diverse as uh, providing nippers with uh, boards for teenagers to do their surf life-saving training, yep. um, to uh, providing beehives for uh, faith groups to, to be able to increase the native bee population in, uh, in the electorate, uh, obviously an important environmental issue. Uh, we've we've uh, provided money to the men's shed to upgrade their IT. So there's a whole lot of yep. you know, fantastic community projects. And, and really it's about sort of rolling up your sleeves and, and getting around and, and meeting people talking to them, um, making sure you know what's, uh, what's important to them. And the, the, the important thing, Margot, is that it will, that the, the electorate is, uh, has, has a long memory and it will be fresh in people's minds uh, what was important to them at the, the by-election. The issues haven't changed. The government hasn't had a change yeah. of heart. It hasn't had a chance to reset yeah. the climate debate. And, uh, and it certainly didn't yeah. take any environmental issues of any substance to the budget. Yeah. So people are going to be looking at yeah. that and saying, you know, this is the same government that removed Malcolm Turnbull. This is the same government that has been paralysed on climate action for the last uh, six years. And, uh, and, you know, people are looking for change. They're looking for something different. They're looking for government that has mm. both uh, heart and head. Okay, well, you, there's going to be no guess about my last question, Karen. Um, have you made a decision yet on what your preference ticket is <laughs> going to look like on Election Day uh, 2009? Well, I could say you'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> but I don't but think you wouldn't say that, that, would you? No, no, I wouldn't say that. 
Stop me having a heart attack, Karen. Please, please tell me what I want to hear. <laughs> what would you do, Margot? Well, um, I would um, just say vote one for Karen, and the the electorate is intelligent enough to to work out who it uh, who it would prefer if um, if you didn't get up. Well, I reckon you're probably right on the money there. Uh, I, I, the Anything is, I can do, Karen. You're a wise woman. Sorry. Look, the the, the thing the thing is, Margot, that um, with the la, with the by election, it was a very difficult decision because there were sixteen candidates. Yeah. And yeah, I know. People that the, the rules are different for state and for federal elections. In state election, you can just put a yep. one, and it's a, a valid vote. You can. In the federal election, you have to number every single square, and if you just put one against the candidate of your, of your choice, then it's an it's an it's an informal vote. And so it's, a, it's actually, mm. a, you know, it's going to have to be very carefully messaged that people will have to fill out every single square. Obviously, I want them to yep, be number yep. one. Um, but, you know, I, I, one, one thing that was clear out of the last uh, by-election was that people tend to do their own thing with preferences in any event. So you can say this is how, yep. you know, we would like you to do it. And the point is that some people do want to be told uh, how you want them to put the preferences down. Yep. So, you know, that makes it quite difficult because you're then talking about political strategy rather than necessarily political preferences. Um, so, you know, we'll, um, I, I certainly do not want that to be an issue at the next election. Yeah. Uh, Karen, whatever I can do, um, I really hope that, that you come up, you come up with this because I just feel that, you know, there's potential for you to be, you know, a, an unofficial leader of an incredible, incredibly interesting um, crossbench. So I reckon you've done enough to prove that you're worth another go and uh, good luck. I've certainly delivered on my promises, Margot, and, um, and the, the, the sure feedback have. that I'm getting is that people appreciate the fact that uh, I promised that I would do everything I could to get kids off Nauru. That's happened. I promised that I would do whatever I can to get more humane particularly medical assistance to people seeking asylum on Manus Island, Nauru. I've done that. I've spoken up for the climate. I've spoken up for a National Integrity Commission. I've spoken up for the ABC yep. and for uh, an independent, properly funded broadcaster. And, uh, and so, you know, the, I think the best thing that any kind of politician can do is to deliver on their promises and to be true to their word and to be authentic and to represent their community uh, wisely with good judgment and with a good heart. And that's what I've tried to do. And if that's what people want to see more of, then they will vote for me. You need volunteers. Um, what, what, do you, what, what help do you need from people on the ground to help you and the best place to go? What's, what's your site address? Well, the perennial needs for any candidate in an election are volunteers and uh, grassroots uh, community support and uh, crowdfunding because you know, obviously it's expensive to run a campaign. Um, it, I think it's also an indication of community support if people are prepared to um, make a small donation yeah. or to give of their time. And I have to tell you that the vast majority of the people who were involved in my campaign at the by-election had never been involved in a political campaign before. So you had hundreds of people who had never handed out a How to Vote card, who had never put on a political T-shirt or stood at a railway station or a ferry stop or spoken to people about politics at all. And they felt so strongly that they wanted to see change 
that they were prepared to do something very new and very different to achieve that change. Uh, those people are saying that they're going to come back and help us out again. And that's just the most amazing thing. And I appreciate every hour and every dollar that people donate to the campaign because that's how we get across the line against a massive campaign that's being planned by the Liberal Party uh, against me. Uh, who knows what they are going to come up with okay. this time. Uh, the other thing is too, you yeah. asked me earlier about the, the modern Liberal tag. People who have to say that they're modern usually aren't. And so this is just a, 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 bad, a badging of a new kind of, you know, micro-faction of the Liberal Party, which indicates to me that they are uh, still in the process of tearing each other apart. Yeah. Karen, thank you for taking the time to speak with me. I hope um, I'll see you at some stage during the campaign, if you think I can be of any help rather than hindrance. And um, good luck. Um, you deserve to win, and I hope you win for Australia's sake. It's fantastic to have your support, Margot, and it's so good to see your intelligent and experienced commentary on the campaign trail. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Karen. <laughs> see ya. Bye.